Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu. Something that uh, affects, not to say afflicts, women as we transition from one age to another, sometimes in our 40s, our 50s. Uh, Some women get these symptoms in their 30s. Others are worse in their 60s. But most women, as they travel through life, are going to... um, are going to have some of these symptoms, if not all of them, of menopause, which is to say the transition in our bodies from being able to bear children to not, and all that goes with that in terms of our hormones and our and our bodies inside. And uh, I really thought it was an important and worthwhile conversation to have with Dr. Stephanie Fabian, because she's written a book called The New Rules of Menopause, A Mayo Clinic Guide to Perimenopause and Beyond. Dr. Fabian, I want to thank you, you with your fabulous credentials for writing this book and for joining us today. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So, Dr. Fabian, I'm 63, and um, I've had symptoms of perimenopause since my 20s because I have polycystic ovary syndrome, whatever disease, whatever they call that, and I've had hot flashes, you know, forever and ever and ever. And, um, And I can totally relate to a lot of what women are going through via menopause, but I just want to say at the outset that there are a lot of other conditions, hormonal conditions like mine, that give rise to a lot of these symptoms as well. Yes, I'm sure that's true, um, but but consider the numbers. Um, 100% of us as, as women will experience this, and PCOS, um, while common, doesn't affect that many women. So I think we can say that menopause is a ubiquitous experience. Totally. Um, not a disease, not a disorder, right. as you alluded to. Right. Um, uh, but can be really uncomfortable for some women. Oh, it's that. My point was simply that I understood this before I needed to understand it. That was that was my only point, right? I mean, that that's the only thing. And so, so let's talk about it. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you, Dr. Fabian, is tell us your stance on taking estrogen and or a combination of estrogen and progesterone 
throughout our life as we enter menopause and beyond. What do you think about that? Well, it's not needed before menopause, typically. Um, Women can have symptoms of menopause in perimenopause. Maybe it would be helpful to define what those terms mean. So menopause is no period for a year, and you actually don't know if you're in menopause until you've been in it for a year because we have to wait for the menstrual cycles to be gone for a year. Perimenopause is that time frame leading up to the last menstrual period where women can have reduced ovarian function, so their estrogen levels can start to fall, um, and they can have some of those same symptoms of menopause, like hot flashes and night sweats and sleep disturbance and joint aches and vaginal dryness and mood symptoms, but they occur when a woman is still menstruating. Now, hormones can help with those symptoms. Depending on what phase you're you're in, we might use a different form. Like if you're still menstruating, you can still become pregnant, and we might use an oral contraceptive pill to manage the symptoms then. But after menopause, when you can't become pregnant anymore, is when we would use hormone therapy. And the difference is important because hormone therapy is about a quarter to a fifth the dose of a birth control pill, so a much, much lower dose, but still enough to manage symptoms. So your question was who should take these and who shouldn't. We use hormone therapy after menopause to manage symptoms. So that's the hot flashes, the night sweats, uh, the sleep disturbances, et cetera. Um, We know that hormone therapy is the most effective treatment for hot flash management. And for those women who are under the age of 60 and within 10 years of menopause onset, the benefits typically outweigh the risks. And so when we talk about the benefits of hormone therapy, are we talking about typically putting a patch on, or do you recommend a pill or a cream? Is there a delivery system that you prefer one over others? Well, that's a great question. There are many different delivery systems. Um, There are pills, patches, gels, sprays, vaginal rings, et cetera, and and they all work. Um, We know that giving estrogen through the skin, like through a patch or a a gel or a spray or even a vaginal ring, um, may be associated with a lower risk of blood clot. Um, but for some healthy younger women, um, it, the, the pill may be a good option, and it's a lot less expensive in many cases and better covered by insurance um, than the transdermal. But to your point, um, we do use a transdermal preparation most of the time. And do you believe, because um, I spoke to Dr. Mary Jane Minkin, who you may know at Yale, um, yes. Madam, Bo- Madam Overy, I would say Madam Overy, but she's Madam Overy. Um, and she said that uh, for women who have had their uteruses removed, they don't even need to take progesterone. They can just take estrogen. Is that right? Do That's exactly that? right. So we use the progesterone component to help protect the uterine lining against overgrowth related to the estrogen. So for women who have had a hysterectomy, Uh, they have the added benefit of not needing progesterone. So we just use estrogen in those women. Is there any point in time, we're chatting with Dr. Stephanie Fabian, the director of Mayo Clinic Women's Health. Is there any point in time in which you think that women should not be continuing to take estrogen? I mean, is there an arbitrary age, 80 or 90, where you would say stop? Or should they (laughs) take it for the rest of their lives? Um, Well, typically we say sometime around the the age of 60, we try to take women off um, at least one time. But there are some women who might benefit from it for a longer period of time. 
Typically, those women are the ones that have um, persistent hot flashes or um, who are taking it to reduce their risk of osteoporosis and bone fracture. They might want to continue or for those women who just feel better on it uh, when they try to come off. So it's also for, um, you know, a quality of life is certainly a consideration. So, so there, are, that's a conversation we have with each woman. Each woman, it's not that we um, say you have to come off at X age. There's no time cutoff. There's no three or five year cutoff. There's no 65 cutoff. It's really an individualized discussion for each woman. But as far as you know, in your research, you haven't seen particularly adverse health consequences from staying on a small dose. Uh, we don't have that data. We don't have um, the research studies that tell us it's safe or not safe for, for women continuing on hormone therapy if they started in, the, in their 50s. Wow. We, do, we do know that starting hormone therapy when you're older, over the age of 60 or 70, is, is not okay and associated with a higher um, degree of risk. But what we don't know is if those women who, you know, we recommend it for, those women in their 50s who are symptomatic, if they choose to continue into their 60s or 70s or 80s, we have we don't know the health risks associated with that. You know, I would just say to you, this is, of course, completely anecdotal. My husband's grandmother lived to be 96 in extraordinary health, extraordinary mental health. She literally took to bed on a Thursday and decided after the last Thanksgiving of the whole family together that she was done and she passed away on a Tuesday in her sleep. She was a remarkable woman and she really was not ill, but, and she had unbelievable brain health and she was taking estrogen until the day she died. Now, again, admittedly a very small dose, but in terms of preserving our brain health, I always think about estrogen as the fountain of youth for brains and bones. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Maybe for brain for bones, but we don't know about that for brains. Um, so, so we know that if you start estrogen in your fifties, it's not going to be harmful in terms of dementia risk. If you start it after the age of sixty-five, it is associated with an increased risk of dementia. Um, so, so it's not going to harm you if you're taking it in your fifties, but we don't have any evidence that it's beneficial either. And why do we think that there's an increased risk of dementia? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
um, because there was a very large study, the Women's Health Initiative study, that showed that. And, and most of the studies are consistent with showing that if you start it later, and again, that's not the majority of women. The majority of women are, are in my office when they're in their late 40s or early 50s because that's when you go through menopause and have symptoms. So it's an unusual circumstance for a woman over the age of 65 to be starting hormone therapy for the first time. We, in fact, we just don't do that. Um, so, but we know from good randomized controlled trial data that starting hormone therapy after the age of 65 is associated with an increased risk of dementia. Starting it, not continuing it. Interesting. Well, okay. We're chatting with Dr. Stephanie Fabian, the director of Mayo Clinic Women's Health, and her book is called The New Rules of Menopause, A Mayo Clinic Guide to Perimenopause and Beyond. What I love in your book is that you talk about some of the changes that women will experience through menopause that we may not expect to be related to menopause. And you talk about, for example, hair, eye changes, um, hearing changes, mouth and dental changes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, just menopause is associated with some changes, but we don't know. Here's what we don't know is that um, we don't know if giving hormone therapy would reverse any of those things. But And some of these could be age-related as well. So some of the things that we experience may be hair thinning. Um, hair thinning may be a little bit related to loss of hormones, but it's also related to uh, family genetics um, and just the aging process. Um, changes in the skin uh, relate to, in part, due to menopause. So loss of estrogen is related to or causes um, a loss of collagen in the skin. Um, but there's also the aging process that occurs at the same time. And so we lose those fat pads in our face that give us a nice contour. Um, so a lot of these are kind of mishmashed together, the effects of aging and the effects of hormones. Well, what do we mean by the effects of aging? Is, isn't aging, in fact, the changing of our hormones? I mean, what, what, what do you mean by that, doctor? No, you can tease those apart, actually. So aging is not the same as menopause. Um, but so, so, for example, you can look at women who are in their 50s who either are or are not menopausal and tease out the effect of age. So you can look at women the same age, some of whom are menopausal and have estrogen and, or don't have estrogen, and some who are not menopausal and do. So these are very separate effects. So let's take, for example, weight. So women complain of weight gain all the time, but what we have found out is that most of the weight gain uh, around midlife is actually associated with the aging process rather than with menopause. Um, we know that men gain weight uh, as as well in midlife, so it, it's related to loss of muscle mass, not burning as many calories when you're in the gym, not burning as many calories when you're sitting. Now, the effect of menopause on weight is that we tend to just put it all in our midsection, but there's, it's not associated with the change on the scale. You know that that's very true for me. I, I'm basically the same weight that I've been for 30 years, but I look different. Yeah, my clothes. Your shape changes. My shape changes. Yeah, I know. It's really interesting. That's annoying. Incredibly annoying. My daughter gave me a name this weekend. She said, "Mommy, you've gone to a cone." I said, "Really, really?" Because I was I was an hourglass my whole life, but that 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 bend in the hourglass shape has thickened, and she and my legs are great. So what's happened is everything has sort of gone like 
top and shifted middle and then down. She called me a cone over the weekend. I'm like, thanks a lot. Uh, That's so funny. Well, this is why we named the book um, The New Rules of Menopause, because I have so many women coming in my office saying, you know, my body has changed. I haven't done anything different. I'm still exercising like I was. I'm still eating like I was. And and I always tell them the rules of your body have changed Mm -hmm. and somebody forgot to tell you. Yes. Right. So it's like it's annoying because women don't have that knowledge, but somebody changed the rules on you and didn't tell you. Um, So that's how we got the name of the book. So do we just want to accept that? In other words, is is part of your messaging, Dr. Fabian, that we that we should just accept that this is part of a natural process in life? Or do you want us to be actively seeking out doctors like you to help guide us through this? What would you like to tell women? Well, I think it's a combination. One, I, I, I don't think we all ought to have that thought in our head that they have to be a size two like the weight they were when they graduated from high school. That's probably not a realistic expectation. And we need to give ourselves some grace about the changes associated with aging and, and learn how to have some acceptance about that. But we also want to be incredibly healthy going forward because we're going to spend one-third to a half of our lifespan in menopause. And so teeing ourselves up for remaining healthy and extending that health span, so the amount of years that you still have your health versus just quantity of years, is really important. So what does that mean? It means healthy lifestyle. It means maintaining um, a healthy weight. It means a healthy diet. It means, you know, regular exercise and sleeping regularly and stress management and all that stuff that you know about. But do you need a, do you need a menopause expert? For those women who are suffering with menopause symptoms, maybe. You know, your local doctor may not have had the education in menopause management. Uh, it's very common for, for medical residencies not to cover menopause at all in their training programs. And so you may need a menopause expert. And going to menopause.org, which is the Menopause Society, we actually list certified menopause practitioners in your area. You can find one near you. So if you need menopause expertise, it is out there. Okay, we've got two questions, Quickie. Number one, uh, one of our callers wants to know, she didn't have any hot flashes during menopause. Is that normal? That's her question. Yeah, so okay. so there's, a, there's a, a lucky percentage of women that don't have any hot flashes, and actually my mother was one of them, and she asked me why I was writing a menopause book. And I said, well, you know, Mom, I never really asked you your experience. And she said, I may have had a hot flash once at a cocktail party when I had a glass of wine. And I said, well, that's certainly not the experience of most women. So, but yes, there are a few lucky ones that get by with no symptoms. Another question. Uh, we have another caller quickly, Dr. Felbion, and I'm sorry to keep you, but uh, he wants to know, he's, um, he wants to know about male menopause. And actually, I want to know about that too, because women throw around that term all the time. Oh, our husband's going through male menopause. Is there such a thing? What do we mean by that? No, no, there really isn't such a thing. So, so the 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 ovaries go through this sort of cliff at menopause and stop producing hormones. The testes don't do that. So there is no fall off a cliff for men for 
male hormones for testosterone. Instead, both men and women experience a very slow decline in their testosterone levels. Women have testosterone too. Um, between the ages of 20 and 40, our, our testosterone levels are half for both men and women. Um, but for men, those levels are much higher than they are in women, but men do not go through a menopause per se. So they don't lose their hormones all at one time like women do. So how do we explain male menopause, doctor? How do we explain what we know we see? Uh, is that just well, aging? I think those, is that just those symptoms aging? may yeah. may relate to aging and other things, but it's not related to a, a, a rapid drop off of hormones. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Stephanie Fabian, who is the director of Mayo Clinic Women's Health. And she wrote a book called The New Rules of Menopause, A Mayo Clinic Guide to Perimenopause and Beyond. It's a wonderful primer. Lots of fabulous information. You know, sort of lots of questions that maybe you don't know who to ask, but you'd like to have the answer to, including a lot of questions about sexual function and um, and things that happen to our bodies as we age. So I want to thank you for writing the book and coming on today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Dr. Fabian. We're going to be right back with Marissa Gillette, our director of the Public Utility Regulatory Authority, when we come back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.